0: What's up, all y'all beautiful people? Welcome to the Get Down. I'm Paulo13. I'm frantic. And today's guest, we have Michael McGuire or Hermit of the Woods or, oh, wasn't that the dude that judged battles at the Elements League? Certainly is. All of the above. (laughs) This week's episode brought to you by 902 Lit. We put the 2 Lit in 902 Lit. And Dragon Energy, where the power is yours, Canada's newest energy drink. And it's actually really good. I haven't tried his because of COVID, but the yellow one looks good, too.
1: It's pretty good. It's good.
0: You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get into it, shall we? Let's get it on. So our guest this week, musician, producer, well, rapper, producer, poet, Visual artist, historian. I guess
1: so, yeah.
0: Judge of the Elements League battles.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Professor. Yeah. And yeah, you've been in the scene for a long time.
1: Like 20 years or so. Yeah. Which is weird. Strange to actually count it out and Pretty think much about that. Yeah, as
0: long as I've existed.
1: Yeah. My, my <laughs> involvement could vote. Or you know, and go in the military. So, yeah, that's uh, it's been a minute.
0: I gotta admit, I did most of my research for this podcast by just watching the cut episode with you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> good stuff in there, though. I was, yeah. That was
0: some solid shit. Now I, we we also went through a couple of rounds, but one thing I found interesting was hip hop was like your first love musically. Like you are no, in the no, music- no,
1: no, no. Like Weird Al was my first musical love. I, yeah. lo- I loved me some Weird Al. Um, I used to do Weird Al lip-syncing shows in my basement for my parents' friends.
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> hilarious.
1: Oh, there's like there's there's film footage of that somewhere in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, That's where it all started.
0: Jamie, pull pull up the video. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the tape. Go to the tape.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, but hip hop was, was pretty early on. Yeah, I, I started getting into it when I was. Like a I think kid, you said eleven. So. I think I was nine when I first started like buying hip hop tapes. Yeah,
0: you said it was tougher, tougher than leather.
1: Tougher than leather. Yeah, Run the MC, and the Fat Boys coming back hard again. Classic. And then like that rap tracks compilation that had a little bit of everything on it. This is, oh, I'm talking old-timey stuff, so you've yeah, probably, yeah. you probably never heard of it. It's in a museum somewhere, though. I don't know about it was the good rap stuff. tracks, I don't think. It was good. It was, I think it was like a Canadian, like, Polydor Records, <laughs> you know, but it had a little bit of rock Rakim, a little bit of Fresh Prince, <gasps> and like some, All right. I don't remember, like, Tone Loke was on there, that sort of stuff. Nice, Funky so, Cold Medina. Exactly. So, yeah, it was a good intro. Got my, to see uh, lots of good stuff.
0: My first two rap albums were, oh, I'm out of the shot. <laughs> 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 too leisurely. My first two albums were um, KRS-One Self-Titled well, yeah, and uh, Year of the Dog Again by DMX. Nice. Yeah. We got them at, like, what was it? HMV?
1: Yeah, uh, back when they back had in, stores. Back when
0: there were stores. Back when there were <laughs> yeah. CDs. Yeah. Now computers and shit don't even, ha- like, have CD players. It fucks me up, man. I
1: know. CDs are weird. You can have tapes now, though. Everybody's yeah. got tapes, but nobody's got tape players, so we're in a, know, it's a strange world we live in.
0: Yeah, it's like some technology's going backwards. Like, you know, it's a weird world where, like, CDs are old, but tapes yeah. and vinyls are cool. It's like...
1: CDs were supposed to be the future. That was supposed to be, <laughs> like- like the shiny silver disc. Why,
0: why is one cool and the other one's... like Is it just that one's so much older that it's nostalgic? Yeah. And then one just seems obsolete. I think
1: CDs are gonna come back. Like once once hipsters find uh, like (laughs) discmans, the like portable CD players, (laughs) those will come back and then CDs will be cool again. That's my prediction.
0: Man, I had one of those little fucking Walkman bastards and it skipped so much.
1: I know, they were terrible. But they'll come back and people will be like, oh, the more broken it is, the more valuable it'll be.
0: You can listen to the whole album at once. Like, you can't just jump around and listen (laughs) to songs. So it's like a more complete (laughs) listening experience.
1: Yeah. But then MP3 players came out and it was like, you can have 75 CDs in your pocket.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm just kinda like you know, I'm cool. I hope CDs come back so people at least buy my music. They probably
1: sell it. it? Rappers desperately need CDs to come back because we've got CDs to sell. Oh my god. (laughs) We have a closet full of them somewhere. I can't
0: sell streams out the back of my ride, man. (laughs) I can't sell fucking streams out the back of my mama's car. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like buy CDs.
1: (laughs) <laughs> I like CDs though, because you, you know it had the liner notes. So you could actually read about stuff. Mm. I like knowing about an artist. I like knowing who's in the who's in the group, mm. who produced it, like where did they record the stuff. You don't get that anymore.
0: No, it's true. You you, get, you lose a lot of the information about who's behind the song.
1: Yeah, like I was three albums deep into the Flatbush Zombies before I knew who their names were. It's like I really like this stuff, but I don't know anything about them. Yeah. And then eventually, it's like I should go look. 'Cause I wanna They're know. awesome, man. I yeah. love the Flatbush. Zombies. Yeah. I don't know where they've been lately. I don't know if they're still doing stuff, but
0: I think I think they're getting ready to release another project. Yeah. But like oh yeah, when there was that era when uh like when Flatbush first came out mm-hmm. and then ASAP and then you had like Big Crit in the South. Yeah and then like T D E was starting to come up that hip hop started to get really exciting again.
1: Oh, yeah, it's been good. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah. But like that that's when I feel like it started. Like, you know, you had acid rap. Like, you had rappers from all regions really dropping yeah.
1: Pro Era going in the Pro north. Era, yeah. Yeah. J
0: Cole. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh Odd Future <laughs> even, like, you know Exactly. What I mean? You had crews
1: everywhere doing stuff. That was awesome. Yeah. And, and then it,
0: it was the first time, sorry. It's the first time I got really excited about hip hop. Yeah. Again, since like I first started loving the
1: music as a child. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, it was exciting. It's an exciting time because there's all this good stuff coming out, and that was what was exciting about like the '90s, as much as you know, I put on my crusty old man rap hat <laughs> when I start talking about the good old days. The 90s. Back in 1993, <laughs> the when the Wu Tang Clan came out. <laughs> but like, that's what it was. It was just there was a ton of shit going on, and all the stuff was coming out all at the same time. It was exciting.
0: Yeah. And, like, there was variety, right? Like, yeah. We're talking 93, End of the 36, Chambers comes out. Yeah. And so does Midnight Marauders.
1: Uh, yeah, entry. right around then. Yeah, yeah. I think Low End Theory was, like, 91. So Marauders would have be been, like, 93. Yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, I think
0: they came but up But then the you also year. had,
1: like, Snoop and Dre out on the West yeah. Coast. You yeah. had Outcast starting to blow up in the South. And yeah. like Yeah, it was And that's what
0: was really exciting, because there was all these different, unique...
1: Yeah. Sounds coming like. And it was cool. Yeah. I mean, like, Outkast got laughed at when they first played in New York. Yeah. They went to the, the new Source music conference. At the, uh, the new music conference or convention. Yeah, they got laughed at because they're like, we're from the South. Were yeah, like,
0: the South got something <laughs> to say. The South got something to say. Yeah. They put and it up. now, you know, all yeah, those people who are laughing, now, yeah. it's like, mm, yeah, where are
1: you exactly?
0: <laughs> That's the thing with hip hop, though, is like, you really gotta. Like the typical hip hop narrative is you're gonna be laughed at or booed off stage or whatever at some point before you get to the being cool part. Yeah, you, know what I mean? like, it's you need a real, that. Yeah,
1: you gotta get it's shit. Humbling. On. You gotta you gotta <laughs> play some shows to empty rooms. Yeah, and uh, and put out a few like tracks that go nowhere. Oh yeah. Just because <laughs> that's how you learn how to not do that in the future.
0: Absolutely. Like it's. People downplay, like hip hop is really like, especially these days where it's marketed so well. You gotta be so cool. Everything's so fucking cool all the time. You're the man, you know, you got chicks or if you're a chick, you got the dudes, right? Or whatever your preferences are, Yeah, that's, uh, you know, you got money. Yeah. Well, back then you wouldn't even need to like, you wouldn't even know what someone would look like, you know, like, Yeah. yeah.
1: Or if you did, it was like from the video and it was very stylized yeah. or whatever. But yeah, it wasn't about image as much as it is now. Now you've got to have like the luxury automobile and your fancy mansion to park it out in mm-hmm. front of and stuff.
0: But a lot of these kids don't see the the journey or like they don't like, they don't, or maybe they do, but they don't pre- present it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, it's the struggle side. It used to be, you know, the struggle side was cool and that's what you're talking about. And now. You want to kind of get beyond that and be like, I've surpassed that. So now I'm just kind of counting my money and yeah. doing, doing good things. Well, it's skipping steps, right? Which is nice, too. I'm all about rappers making piles of money. Absolutely. Like, that's I great. I mean,
0: rappers make piles of money? Do they actually? Because i never some seen it. Some of them it. do. Yeah, some I've of them do. I've never seen it. Pretty much, mostly, everybody yeah. I know has never seen it.
1: Yeah, it's rare. Well, especially here on the East Coast, like, there's not a... There's not a whole lot of opportunities for that, but, you know, there's people who've done it and built a career out of it, and it's, it's always kind of a weird way to do it. But um, it happens.
0: I have a question. Is, like, you know, knowing that, that, like, actually making it as an artist and solely an artist is a long shot.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: For, for the vast majority of people. That's just being honest. Kids, if you're watching this, you got to work your fucking ass off to get anywhere. Sorry about the curse, But it's true. (laughs) But it is true. Right? And What kind of position did that play in moving you more towards, like, just being a proponent of the culture and, like, a historian of the culture? Oh, huge. Like, Um, you just realized that, like, chasing rap dreams isn't fully tangible on its own. Well,
1: I mean... (sighs) It could be with a lot of different decisions, you know, doing things differently. But, like, I knew I wanted music and particularly hip-hop to be a part of what I do. I'm like, how can I do that? And it's not necessarily going to be through making records. So there's other options. You can, you know, get into radio. You can get into management. You can get into, you know, promoting. You can be a journalist. There's all kinds of ways of doing it. But I'd been doing these workshops and things like that with EMC. and yeah. uh you know, so the the educational aspect of it just kind of happened. Yeah, I never planned to do that. I was a terrible student. like yeah. I was not I was not destined for a, a career in education <laughs> by any means. Um, but then I started doing these workshop things, and then it kind of just built into that like, yeah, there's there's this thing. People want to know more about it. They need people who know something about it who can talk about it. So it just kind of, there was a gap. And I was like, mm. well, I can try and fill that. Yeah, I'll try and be that guy. Um,
0: well, there's really nobody that really does
1: quite what you do here. Not here, no. Not, I mean, not, it,
0: not, to, like, not to the extent.
1: Like. No, there's folks doing it in, in Montreal and Toronto and, and out west to some degree. Um, but here, definitely not. Um, you know, when I started writing about hip-hop history in the Maritimes, Nobody was doing it. I think there was yeah. maybe one book that ever referenced Nova Scotian hip hop, and it was they made it up like there was a, bu- <laughs> was a bunch of names. It was like, these are all the rappers who are active in Nova Scotia, and half of them nobody's ever heard of. Like, I'm convinced they're just like, we don't know, we'll just fill it in. Um, so like, yeah, there's just this gap, and I'm like, somebody's got to do right by Yeah. what's going on here because. Why not? Especially because there is such a rich,
0: rich history of hip hop. Like, like in Halifax, like has done a lot of interesting things for hip hop. Like, you know, of course, the Elements League, as far as battling, which is the platform that stormed the world. Yeah, started here.
1: Yeah, but like, yeah. So one of the best battle rappers in the world is from here. One of the best DJs in the world is that's from here. Scratch Bastard. You know, yeah, you've got and like...
0: Joe yeah, so and Yeah, you've like, got
1: people from here yeah. who have gone on to do these incredible things. And people don't always connect those dots and be like, yeah, there's yeah. something in the water out you on know. the East Coast, because...
0: Yeah. Well, even classified, you know, like, like, you had a joint on the NBA 2K soundtrack. Like, yeah. that's huge! Like, yeah. like, if that ever happened, I think I would, might literally shit myself, like, okay. <laughs> if I got on a 2K soundtrack, that well, would be Well, and make. like,
1: he, you know, he built a legitimate career and now, like, gets to produce who he wants and make his own records and he tours, yeah. you know, when it's not COVID. Like, that's huge. That's that's the dream, right? Yeah. So, it's possible to do, but, yeah, sometimes you got to find different different avenues for it. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's so much that goes on here, but it it goes away, too, like... I mean, you probably both know this, but after a while, stuff vanishes. Yeah, and, you know, you, you, there's no more copies of that poster, or the CDs out of print, or, or nobody bought the CDs as it might be. But like, <laughs> but eventually, it all goes away, and so yeah, somebody's gonna kind of step in and speak up about that stuff and save it and keep it around. So, I figured might as well be me. You know, at least to get it started, <laughs> and then hopefully, uh, like- hopefully, I inspire the youths. You do the All you work. Watching.
0: <laughs> All you you swatches. Save,
1: save your hip hop ephemera. Seriously, because it's good stuff. This is an OG.
0: Like, do not fool yourself. Like, you old goat. Old goat. <laughs> <laughs> Belly goat with the beard over here. That's right. <laughs> but so when you were <clears throat> excuse me, shit. Oh, I'm not supposed to do that either. Like, you cannot take me anywhere, bro. They, sh- they, they immediately regret putting me on this podcast. I can feel it every day when we're shooting. They're just like, fuck, man. We should just got frantic. <laughs> <laughs> Fee. <laughs> Come take over. Um, but like, when you were, like, how hard was it to get ingratiated in the hip hop scene? For you, like when you, like now you're, you're an OG, like you're an old goat. You've been there, you've it done it all. Really,
1: wasn't hard. I've been thinking about a lot about it lately because I'm, I'm doing a PhD right now in hip hop education, and I've convinced them to let me make a rap record as my dissertation. So I'm like, <laughs> that's,
0: that's <laughs> awesome.
1: <laughs> so and it's all very autobiographical. So it's about my own stuff. But I thought about that, and it really wasn't hard. Um, I moved away for a while and I came back. I'd been writing songs um, and making beats and stuff. I literally just sent an email to Joe Run. He was the only person I knew. I didn't know him at all, but I like knew of him. So I was like, dear Joe Run, <laughs> I wanna do this stuff. Like, how do I get in? And he wrote me back. He was like, go to the Kyber and get on Hall of Famous. You'll be fine. And I did that and I, I figured it out recently, within two weeks of sending him that, I got on stage for the first time. Within two weeks of that, I was like on a bill playing a show with some people. So it really wasn't that hard. It was just like get out and go do it. That that's, was.
0: That's a big thing. Well, it is
1: a big thing. I mean, for somebody, especially who goes by the name of a Hermit, like, you know, my anti social tendencies run pretty high. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, just getting out and actually doing it was. That was the biggest hurdle, was just kind of sucking it up and going. But. It really wasn't that hard to just go like, "Hey, where do I go?" He said, "Go there." I said, "Okay." Yeah. So I did, and then just kind of worked out. So. Did you
0: get it? Did you get any backlash from the start, or did anybody you know?
1: Not really. I mean, the first time I ever got on stage was like an open mic, and a um, who was it? Ghetto Socks and uh, Apt and Litterbug. Afterwards, were like, "Yep, that was dope." Come back to the next one, and I left there feeling like, "Oh, okay, shit, that was that was great." Went well. I went and threw up on a snowbank because <laughs> I was, you know, nervous. But uh, I was like, that went well. Yeah. You Mom's know. Good. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, no, it was, uh, yeah, getting over the anxiety of it, it was the harder part. But uh, getting in was surprisingly easy, um, given how hard I assumed it would be.
0: Yeah. Well, the thing is, there's, like, kind of two sides to Scotian hip-hop. Right? There's the At more least. well yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I guess like two two big divisions would be the street hip hop right mm-hmm. and the more like artistic kind of like indie hip hop. Yeah. Right? You know, you got like the gangsters and then you got got like like a more like atmosphere type vibe on yeah. the other side.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's a university town. We've got like you know Dal and Saint Mary's and the Mount and the Mount.
0: All of our alma um, matters. But like
1: in the- as well. Like you've got all of these students coming through town. So yeah, yeah. we've got like a good, strong, like artsy fartsy uh, rap scene. Not that that, that sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no. You're I a like artsy fartsy. Mother- <laughs> you bunch of pansy yeah. bitches.
0: Nobody wants to listen to that trash.
1: But I'm it you was, know, but it was kind of more, you know, coming from a different place and, and more abstract. So yeah, there, there's definitely been a lot of that. Um, but then you know you can break that down even further because like Spryfield's got its own thing and Dartmouth's got like three or four scenes in it, and uh, you know Turo, who knew was like the center of the rap universe because everybody who raps apparently has some connection to Turo. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: uh, even like Digby.
1: Digby, yeah, <laughs> like, like Miracle coming out of Digby. Like, like who saw like, that coming?
0: Fucking <laughs> buyers and lobster fish, Shelburne,
1: like J Brew, uh, J Busy. Well, if, you, if your name starts with a J, I think you're coming from Shelburne, really. I <laughs> J Brew
0: was from Sackville.
1: Yeah, yeah, originally, but he's he's got some connections way down on the South Shore there, too, so...
0: Facts. I guess in, in Scotia everybody's got connections to everywhere. <laughs> probably, He's got connections we're probably somewhere. related. <laughs> yeah. No,
1: there's there's lots of folks kind of from all over the place. So, yep, that's kind of a good thing.
0: Yeah, it's just it's just really interesting the the way the two scenes meet is like it's really divided in that way. Like, there's a lot of people that won't fuck with each other on any level.
1: Yeah, which is dumb because like you should yeah like why why wouldn't you everybody's trying to make hip-hop music and be part of the culture so why would you be like well my expression of the culture is different from your expression of the culture so you know we'll never work like that's that doesn't make any sense yeah and that was i think something you know again back in the day um we did a lot of that you know like there was shows that had uh jesse dangerously playing at it but like lil's the general was playing the same show um, yeah, and that was by design. It was to like cross those those bridges and bring people together. So it's like, well, that's
0: how you get fans and shit. You know what I mean? You gotta cross, yeah. you gotta steal each other's fans. It's gotta be crossover in a weird way.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not even stealing. It's just like you not, know, if no, you're stealing, if you're here, like sharing, and you like this stuff. Yeah. It's 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 not a huge community, so it's like, yeah. Why create artificial divisions within a scene? when you don't really need to. Like, everyone's trying to achieve the same goals.
0: Yeah.
1: And there is a little bit of that, like, well, but I want to achieve it faster than you. Or, you know, I'm trying to get put on faster. But, like, at the end of the day, though, everybody's doing stuff and trying to get to the same place. So
0: Yeah. Just get out of the bucket.
1: Yeah. It's like a crab
0: in a bucket. Yeah. But that's,
1: that's the thing that we do more than anything else is the, like, nope you're still in here with the rest of us well, it's like, it feels how like, dare you try
0: it feels leave. like halifax is like uh or nova scotia it's just a little pie but everybody wants a piece yeah. right and like uh, it feels like you know maybe i'm just biased cuz i'm a young cat but it feels like a lot of the old cats have like a, like an old guard that they don't want to let young people come through. yeah well they, like, it feels like people are worried about their position and Like, I don't know.
1: I think there's a lot of people, and I'm not trying to put anybody on blast, but there's a lot of people who still feel like they're going to make it, like it's, you know, their turn is next, and if they let the next generation come up, or if they acknowledge the next generation, then that's staring down their own mortality, and so how do you, you know, do I have to give up and hang up my microphone forever if I recognize that there's younger folks doing it, and maybe they're better, or maybe, you know, it's all very threatening, and... But, again, it's that competition sense that, you know, everybody wants to get on and, and do their thing. But, yeah. 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 There, there can be more than one. That's yeah, of the course. thing. Like, there doesn't have to be. Oftentimes there
0: is, right? Like, yeah. like, if everybody is getting a little love, then you can build something. Yeah. And it puts, like, a scope on the city, too, And someone does well. So it should, like...
1: You know, yeah, but there is that sense though that like if somebody else is getting attention then that's a negative for everyone who mm, isn't. Yeah and that's a weird way to look at it because like the again to go back to the 1990s again, but like there was that time when uh, the Halifax pop explosion, uh, Sloan and Thrush Hermit and all these bands were blowing up and Sub Pop was in town looking for the next Seattle. Like rappers benefited from that. yeah hugely. Uh, Hip Club Groove did and, and Buck65 did because they were willing to kind of play along and be part of that whole thing. And then there's a lot of folks who didn't who were like, oh, well, that's for them and it's not about me, so I'm going to stay away from it. And they didn't get any attention for it. So, you know, yeah. it, it's, a, it's a hard thing, but it's you can see it with a bit of clarity, too, with time. Like, yeah, it works to everyone's benefit to just build it all up.
0: Yeah. Well, when we started... When we started doing our shows, started putting on shows, it started as we produced and it became The Get Down. Like um, they, they would always be hosted at Men's and Molly's on Godgin Street, mm-hmm. which is a gay bar for anybody not from the city. Right. And um, but, you know, they would let us have rap shows there. Yeah. There was not I mean, many places that would let us have yeah. shows. Yeah, we, we especially got, on we got a lot of notes, like a lot of no's. A lot of no's, right? Like, turn down, okay. turn down. Oh, yeah. And then we got in at Men's and Molly's, right? They would give us a weekly spot. Right, which is huge, right? That is Especially in, in the city, nothing is going on in terms of hip-hop. as like a regular place, like like a Kyber or like the library steps.
1: Well, I was like, going to say the last kind of manifestation of that, I think it was the get-down. Like, that was something you could see and it was regular and you could go check exactly, it out. Exactly, you
0: could like, go see whoever. And like, sometimes we even had touring acts. Like, you know, we had Lopeshi play yeah. once, you know? Like, yeah. we, we did some cool shit. Got Christine and Coots once, too. That was yeah. really cool, yeah. But cool. I guess what I was saying is there was people that didn't want to play there and that's another people like you know i just mentioned like these are just like oh yeah f- like fucking little shits you know that think they're fucking cool or whatever that didn't want to play there because it was a gay bar yeah right even though not that it matters the show had nothing to do with like gay issues or whatever it was a rap show it was queer yeah. friendly of course it was the same thing with reflections
1: there. like before men's and molly's reflections of that they put on a lot of hip-hop shows yeah. hosted dj olympics things like that and I think it was yeah kind of supporting an already marginalized community and that yeah. you know hip hop kind of fell in line with that but yeah there's always people like oh I'm not gonna go it's gonna be weird it's like no it's not yeah. So yeah. it's a rap show yeah. like it's
0: <laughs> and our, thing was, our thing was like Okay, you don't want to play here because it's a gay bar. Like, cool. Guess you're not getting any fucking shows. Yeah, you know, from us. Like, nobody else is putting on shows. A lot of people were skeptical, thinking they'd get hit on, and then they realized they wouldn't get hit on. Yeah, (laughs) they just show up. Like, not one guy hit on me.
1: Yeah, he's
0: like worried about it. These motherfuckers want to hit on your crusty, can't rap ass. You know what Yeah.
1: But I mean, even if you're not going to the party, it's nice to be invited. So like, you know, as <laughs> you get hit on, uh, what? Oh, you're objectively good looking, and I just want to let you know. That's <laughs> yeah. how really, dare you? you, know, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but
0: it was actually really beautiful because, um, you know, rap is marginalized in a way. And like, obviously queer people are marginalized in many ways, but like, they're very accepting of us in that space, you know, and like allowed us to be there. And especially whereas like, you know, the queer community and hip hop have had tumultuous relationships in the past, but it worked out where like, they would let us do shows there. We ensured everybody was respectful, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And it actually turned into like a real beautiful thing, which hopefully is going to come back after this. COVID bullshit is yeah. over. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, it should, but I guess rap's always had a hard time finding venues in this city. Like, yeah. there is still that notion that, like, oh, well, it's a rap show? Like, are we going to get shot at? Yeah. Like, are you going to be selling drugs out of the venue? Like,
0: like yeah, but. It's that's like, not no, people said. are going to perform
1: music, <laughs> you know, for the entertainment of others. Yeah. But there's always that suspicion of, like, what kind of shady business mm. will go on here? If we allow rappers Do you remember in the door?
0: there was a rap show at the seahorse, okay? And somebody got shot outside on the street for something totally unrelated to the rap show. Yeah. And then they put it on the seahorse.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. rap show Because it was like, oh, there was a rap show nearby. (laughs) Nearby, so it must have been associated with that (laughs) rap show proxy. Yeah, yeah. In the same area, somebody was gunned down down, downtown. Was there a rap show that night? (laughs) There was. Send the detectives. Like, yeah, no. Hip hop always gets a bad rap like that. They, you know, people are skeptical about putting stuff on and then very quick to shut it down. And I mean, being honest, sometimes rap crowds get a little rowdy. Sometimes we have earned, you know, yeah. getting turfed out of a well, place, like, but well, like, but not always.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> there was a point in time <laughs> where like Halifax was really like the Wild West in the East, like yeah, and that wasn't really really because <laughs> of hip hop per se, but no. I mean, just like you know. When you'd have a show and all the different fucking hoods
1: would get together.
0: And like, sometimes it was just a, you wait for the boiling point, you know what I mean? Like, yeah.
1: fuck. But like, that speaks to the, the power of something like the Elements League, like the, the initial version, but the second one too. In the, what, like two, three years that the first one ran, there was never any incidents. No. There was no security that was hired, there was no, you know, Nothing. Uh, I can think of one incident that popped off at, at an event it was handled internally it was dealt it's with Dem- at Dem- the <laughs> next event it wasn't Demix <laughs> um, <laughs> shout out to Demix <laughs> Dem- I am at but we up. almost got but like, it, it got handled and it got <laughs> dealt with in a, in a very effective way and like never was there a problem like Never. No. And even at the outdoor events, you know, cops would roll up because they'd see a hundred people standing around two folks and be like, yeah. clearly somebody's going to die. Yeah, <laughs> But once they saw what it was, it'd be like, oh, cool. And they'd watch it and they'd hang out. And then the next time they'd just kind of slow down like you're killing each other. No, okay, just keep driving. Like <laughs> folks got it once, you know, once they got into it. But yeah, there's that assumption that it's going to be terrible and then it it's no. not always that way.
0: No, sometimes- actually like very often, like, Considering how many battles happen just in the world. How many fights do you see break out? Like very few. Like Math Hoffa punched somebody. Once you everybody saw that video. Yeah. And when and, it does, it's
1: rare. Like yeah, it's the exception. Disaster. So Yeah.
0: I think punch Math Hoffa in return. <laughs>
1: that's a different battle, but like that's not very often. No, and that's the whole point is, like, you're at a battle. This is, like, how you're going to deal with your shit. Well,
0: if you start showing emotions and you're getting obviously riled up, you lost.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, and they're also going to go in on that, like, yeah, just like, oh, I've identified so, your weakness. You're so <laughs> mad right now.
0: <laughs> Why's hit me so bad right now?
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. But, like, but that's what battling's for is, like, you settle your shit that way. And then you don't have to take it outside. And if you lose and you've got feelings about it, come back next time and try and be better. Yeah. Well, you I know, know,
0: I've um, I made some good friends battling and we did not like each other. Like Shift and I <laughs> Shift and I um, <coughs> we battled. I took the W. It was it was an aggressive battle and we did not like each other for a while <laughs> after. Oh like, yeah, stay the fucking Cape Breton, man. But you know, after that, we ended up going on a tour together. Yeah, yeah like all of yeah, us. My of that, first I just, battle, I lost against him. My first battle, yeah. and now we're good friends. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> see that's. <laughs>
1: That's the thing that like time really has afforded me is the luxury of realizing that as like the fundamental truth. You get this sense that it's us versus them and like it's our crew against their crew and and that everything is competition. And then at the end of, you know, X number of years you realize like these are the people I'm always hanging out with. Yeah. Like they may be my adversaries but like we go to the same club, we go to the same shows, we hang out Mm -hmm. at the same spots. And after a while, it's just like a family reunion. It's like, "Hey, you <laughs> terrible bastard! What's up?" <laughs> <happening?" laughs> Well, whenever
0: we'd be on tour and shit, we'd realize that we are like we're like all the only people that had each other's back in whatever fucking strange, yeah. backwater-ass fucking town we're at, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's,
0: it's us. It's us. Even though we battle, we don't really like each other, but it's like us against all these crazy motherfuckers that we yeah. don't know, right? Well, you that competition
1: kind of goes right <laughs> yeah, out of like, it. All right, like, all right,
0: like, you got me, right? I got you, guys. Like, all right, we're good. <laughs> like, it's important. Yeah. It's like
1: Hopscotch every year It's like, it's one of my favorite times of year because it's a family reunion. It's like the one time Absolutely. of year where everybody comes out and it's like, I haven't seen you since last year's Hopscotch. <laughs> <So it's, laughs> you know, and even if they're from different parts of the scene and you don't always get along, it's like, but there they are again. And, you know, you know them and yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. We're all one big crazy family here on the, yeah. the East Coast.
0: Absolutely.